Welcome to Pep Talk with Grace. I'm Grace and every episode I bring you a short podcast with, you guessed it, a good old-fashioned pep talk. Each time we dive into a new area of life, business or career, something that we could all do with a little pep talk on. It'll be informative, practical and most of all a little bit inspiring. So let's jump on in. Today we are taking a bit of a deep dive into something that's kind of been a reoccurring theme on Pep Talk so far. We are digging into finding and knowing your why. I seriously cannot remember a Pep Talk chat where this has not come up in one way or another along the way. Being crystal clear on your values and the reasons why you're doing what you're doing is so important but it isn't always easy to keep in sight when things get a little bit tough. And all of this chat around knowing your why that we're about to dive into, it doesn't just apply to business. Let me be really clear. I have found that being clear on your why and your values, as you guys will know if you've heard me talk before, this applies to and helps in so many areas of life, like having kids and parenting, your job, your hobbies or projects you're working on, exercise and your health, what causes you support, your relationship, pretty much everything we do in life has a why behind it. And as you'll have also heard on Pep Talk so much before, running a business and all of those things we just talked about, they are fulfilling, satisfying, fun, rewarding. They enrich your life and help you meet amazing people and help social causes and create jobs and so much good stuff. But as we also know, it can kind of suck sometimes. It can be hard every day you feel like you're putting out fires a little bit. Challenges that you can't even imagine come up. And it's not always the big thing. Sometimes I find it's the small things too. It's those cash flow worries and paying the bills and the admin and the to-do list and the GST returns and the filing of the paperwork. And I mean, let's not even get started on the impact of lockdowns, of course, and all of this. Running my business, Sweet Bakery and Cakery, and now I run Angel Delivery, another business, I know all of this all too well. But all of that stuff that we just talked about, that is not why you got into business or, you know, why you're doing whatever you're doing. No one gets into anything to deal with all of those niggles, unless you're maybe a little bit crazy and maybe we all are a little bit. But the reason that you got into business or whatever you're doing is your why. Why did you start all of this? What is behind what you're doing, what is driving what you're doing. There's always a reason as humans why we do what we do. And there's a reason we keep coming back every day, every week, even when sometimes it's hard. And, you know, chances are that that reason is the same thing that made you start in the first place, or it might have changed along the way, which is really cool. So I've read a little bit of research on this and Zero actually carried out some research on this topic and the top three things that small business owners um, and sole traders love the most about running their own business is being their own boss, being able to work around life commitments and making their own hours. So it's kind of clear to me from that that it's all about flexibility and control 
And it's about being the master of your own destiny, which is something that I can totally relate to, not in the least because I'm a total control freak. So your why, I mean, it can be a variety of things. It can be about wanting to help people or provide jobs. It can be about wanting to create your own job and escape the rat race and be your own boss. It could be about the thrill of growing and learning and upskilling personally. Uh, it can be about freedom and flexibility or supporting a social cause, doing what you love, building something from the ground up, or maybe it's about the lifestyle for you. And when you're trying to decide or figure out what your why is, I think it's really helpful to ask yourself, and I've talked about this on Pep Talk quite a lot before, but what is it that gets a fire in your belly? Like when you picture it in your head, what is it that kind of makes your tummy flip upside down and gets you really excited? What keeps you up at night is a really good question or maybe stops you from getting to sleep because you can't stop thinking about it. And what is it that you gush about to your friends when you're talking about this? When I started my business, Sweet Bakery and Cakery, I think that my why back at the beginning was kind of twofold. I think it was a mix of one, I wanted to do what I loved, which was baking for my job. And secondly, I wanted to be my own boss. And I think that those things were what drove me to start the business and pushed me through those really challenging early days of doing it. And then I think a little bit down the road, like maybe a few years in, I think my why might have changed a little bit. Because I think that when you do what you love, you know, what is your passion? When you do that for your job, you are bound to lose a little bit of the sparkle along the way. So I think that the doing what I love part of my why was maybe not as strong, but it's kind of interesting because I think that by then I had ignited this love for business and marketing and brand and strategy. So I think actually I was still doing and I was still driven by doing what I loved, but the, the what had actually changed a little bit, which is kind of interesting. So that's a little bit about my why in business and why I'm still in business now with Angel Delivery. But we're also going to hear now a really cool story of business and values and why we're in it. And this is coming from the wonderful Stacia, who five years ago founded her now incredibly successful company called Lily B Rap, which you've no doubt heard of it. And she kind of started it somewhat by accident. So this is a really cool story. And let's jump in and hear a little bit about Stacia's why. Hi, Stacia. Welcome to the Pep Talk podcast. How are you going? I'm really good. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be a really good one to hear all about because we're diving obviously all into the why and the question of why we do what we do. So I think that behind Lily B. Rap, there's going to be a really great why. Before we do dive into the whole why question, maybe it would be a good place to start for you to just fill us in a little bit about what you guys do and, um, you know, what your product is and everything, just in case anyone hasn't heard of it, which I know is unlikely, but let's just set the scene a little bit. Sure. So we started, um, well, I always, I kind of say like I was a, I was a burnt out yoga teacher, um, which can mm. happen, which people are often kind of surprised by, I guess. Mm. But, um, we traveled down to Hawke's Bay and we were kind of traveling around and I had some spare 
time on my hand as you do when you're on holiday. And um, we ended up kind of wondering, or I was sort of wondering what people did before plastic. And because it's such a massive um, part of our daily life, but then also a massive problem. And it's, it's kind of more impactful when you realize like it's only been you know, a few decades that we've really had it predominantly in our life um, and making a, a huge impact, obviously. So I started getting curious and discovered this idea called beeswax wraps, um, and that's what we produce. So that was the, that's the main sort of bread and butter of, of what we do. Um, I, for fun, this was not for a business idea at this stage, I just tried some recipes online and thought it had potential, but, um, but didn't think it was something I would use myself as far as like, it wasn't just easy, like the, the recipe wasn't quite right. And mm. it made me kind of, because I had this extra time, we kind of teased it out a bit more and ended up spending quite a lot of time getting a, a recipe that worked and then just kind of for fun started at the local farmer's market, which if you've been to Hawke's Bay is a really amazing farmer's market and it was a great place for us to start. And I think we ended up getting really lucky with um, the timing of the product and sort of the tone of the product. It wasn't so eco feeling that it felt unapproachable. It was fun and interactive and people loved the designs. And I think people were also looking for an alternative at that stage. So I went on to sort of call myself an accidental entrepreneur because we started, um, I was pregnant in a one bedroom cottage and kind of just all, did it all for fun. And it just grew. And I felt like I was more ended up being along for the ride more than anything else. So yeah, um, I think that's a long winded answer to your fairly <laughs> easy question. If you want an easier version of that, we create beeswax wraps, which is an um, environmentally sustainable option for wrapping your food and something other than plastic. Oh, I love that. I mean, I liked both the long and short versions of that. <laughs> I mean, that was going to be one of my questions was about kind of what, you know, where the moment was that it all happened. So really cool to hear the background of all of that. And um, now it's obviously grown into, you've got quite a few people in your team now, haven't you? Yeah. So pre-COVID, we were actually far larger than I ever anticipated. And um you know, when we first started hiring people for production, it was a whole, um, like for me, not only as a, you know, as an American coming into New Zealand doing business, it's very different. So there was a, I was kind of a baptism by fire really of, of hiring people and employment laws and, you know, a bunch of different things, but we ended up hiring a lot of moms and, um, who are wanting to get back in the workforce, but still ideally wanted to be able to do drop off and pick up. And that ended up being a lot of, um, what helped shape our business which is amazing. So not only are we women founded, we our production team is still 100% women. Um, men come in and out, but mm. um, yeah, we usually we are usually or we've always been majority women from production all the way through management and founder, which is fascinating to me and um, kind of inspiring, I guess. And mm. we pre-COVID, we I think we had a team of production where we were kind of hovering between 15 and 20. Um, post COVID, we're not doing the same international, we weren't, we're not scaling the same way. And we really just are focusing now in the domestic arena. So our team is actually much smaller. Um, and I am finding that I actually, I prefer that to be honest. I don't know that, um, it's not a common thing to hear, but I'm not convinced that bigger is always better. 
Um, and I don't know, I've just, I've really enjoyed this pace of life as well. It's not, <laughs> it's not so extreme and, um, you know, all consuming because it was a few years where it really was just the business and my baby and who's now almost five as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we continue to evolve for sure. You've touched on a few things already there that I imagine will pop out when I ask you this next question, which is all around, because obviously today we're really diving into the why behind why you do what you do. And with business, obviously there's an element of money involved, but that's most often, more often than not, that's not the why. And I know with you guys, you've got a lot of strings to your bow in terms of um, elements of your business that could be part of your why. And so I'm really interested to hear from you, what what do you think is kind of that number one why behind what you're doing at Lily Bee? This was something that I think because I had my yoga background and have a tendency towards a lot of self-reflection I think this naturally evolved as a as somewhat of a reflection of my values, of course, because I think that seed sort of beginning and generation. But where we started, um, like being pregnant and looking kind of at the next generation, that was a huge part of what inspired um, inspired the process, right? Of being able to connect with people, being able to do something that was achievable, but it felt like there was a really big environmental impact. And when we look back, we've estimated that we've helped save um, about 55 million meters of plastic from going into the environment. So that's, wow. that's, you know, huge. And But what I find really interesting is when you look at, so my kid doesn't actually, I don't even think he knows what plastic wrap is. I think not very long ago he was sort of asking about it. And we've heard that from other families, right? So you think about a family's use of plastic wrap, but then you think of that generational impact and that's when it becomes really inspiring, I think. But along the way, I realized that my whys are so much about the good in people. Like that's really where we started. Like when people are given the opportunity, I actually feel like we are inherently that's one of my core beliefs um Mm. and when given the opportunity people want to do good in the world right so connecting with that and understanding so one of our core principles is that when intention meets meets action we change the world and because i think we all have really good intentions and when you can connect that with an action is really when we can evolve things um but what i found out is that the environmental part and being eco is important to me but I feel like at the core of me that's almost becoming secondary and what I mean by that is being environmentally friendly or eco almost should be a given for me at this point right Mm -hmm. in no way am I saying I'm perfect we still have plastic in our home I am still subject to buying things of like fast fashion and certainly if my child is thirsty and I forget our water bottle I will buy a plastic water bottle you know what I mean like there's no we're not preaching perfection and I hope hopefully we're not preaching at all is my hope Mm -hmm. um our hope is to really meet people where they are on their journey and help support that and inspire them wherever they want to take that um and letting people know there's an access point so I've often joked that you know we're sort of an eco gateway drug of like people try this and then they get inspired to try other things and (laughs) 
<laughs> which is fantastic, right? Like that's what you want is for people to be able to connect, right? In a way that's meaningful for them. And I'm not, we're not here to dictate that. We're just here to say there's an option. So for me, it comes down to really people. Um, some of our core values are around like empowering people, inspiring and connecting. And so a lot of what we do ends up being put through that lens. Um, and, and it's been invaluable really, um, of, of being able to fall back on, on some of that. So I think mm. the whys are, are important, but I also, I, I, it sounds silly, but because I didn't come at it from a business background necessarily, I, those things are sort of intrinsically, um, woven, I guess, into our, into our business and, and who we are, because I didn't know how to do it a different way. Um, yeah. So in that way, we were kind of lucky. Mm, it all just stemmed so naturally from your own, like you said, your own personal values. It wasn't like you really strategically sat down and plotted out what this was going to look like. It seems like it's all just flowed really naturally from you, which I guess is why you have such a natural why behind it all. And I love that you've kind of allowed that to change a little bit as it's gone along and that it's not just the obvious, which would be the kind of eco side of it. That would be the obvious. You know, like I read that you started because you hated using plastic and you were looking for alternatives and you've told us that story but that's not really what it's even about anymore like you say that's kind of a given and the why is to kind of enable and inspire people to to come on this journey so that's really cool I like hearing that and do you think can you think of any examples along the way where like being really in tune with that why has helped you like in terms of um helped you make decisions or keep you on track when things have got difficult and things like that hundred percent. Yeah. There's because the difficult decisions I found, if you lean into those values, it's, I just, I feel like people ask me all the time, not all the time. People ask me what is the most important thing in business or starting your own business. And I actually think it's a very universal, if I could give anybody life advice, it is figuring out in some almost codified method of who you are, because people, we think we know who we are, right? Because we exist. But we also then take for granted some of our biggest strengths and our biggest weaknesses because it's easy to then put that lens on everybody else so that we feel like everybody else should be the same. Mm -hmm. um, so one of, the, one of the things I really love is I love a diverse team. Like my best counterpart is someone who's actually super focused on details, super focused on say the numbers or the finance or the how of things of like the real specific areas where, because I know my personality is more of like a creator and kind of broad strokes and, um, in some ways more intuitive, but also very practical. But I think those balances are so important, right? Um, because that creates a certain positive tension is kind of what I call it. And you get mm. to the center point of understanding. So while I put a lens on the business of, of my own values, there's also room for other people to come in and contribute. And I think that's really important. So it's not just me. It's a reflection of me for sure. Um, but it's also incorporating those other perspectives and strengths. Um, but post COVID where um, particularly last year where we had, you know, 
<laughs> really crazy things happen. Like we were sending an order that was valued about $100,000 to the States. It was on the water and the company in that we were sending it to canceled it. Oh my God. And yeah. people were like, can they do that? <laughs> In New Zealand, I was like, they're a large American company. Yes, they can. Like, um, so you know, we we leaned into our values there, being really transparent, and ended up contacting you know our suppliers and saying, here's the plan. This is where we're at. So not only was that canceled, we had other people who were on say 60 day payment terms just arbitrarily say that they're going to pay in 90. Mm-hmm. Um, so these hard things for a small business anyway got a lot harder and because we had solid relationships with people that were beyond just transactional and beyond the fluff of like who we hoped to be um or you know intention we had connections with people we were able to say this is when we think we're going to be able to pay you this is when this is you know here's all these things that have happened and we're letting you know uh, oh sorry i think that might have been me um and in advance and we people were willing to cooperate and work with us, which was amazing. And then beyond that, you know, we were much, much smaller, but we decided to become a certified living wage employer, um, which means that our production staff gets paid a little bit more and it makes their life, you know, a little bit easier. Um, and and that came from our management team at the time being knowing that we would still, as a small business, we're on limited salaries anyway. Um, but no one wanted to take more until we had even the playing field, at least a little. Mm. Um, yeah. And for as stressful as our, as business can be and as stressful as particularly the first say two and a half years were, I, I, it has always sat with me really clearly that I, I didn't worry about the gas I was putting in my car and I never worried about feeding my son. And those are two realities that I don't know that I would deal with very well. Um, and so knowing that and knowing that, you know, say $40 a week or whatever that is to somebody else is going to make an impact, a bigger difference that seemed very in line with who we were, even though it was a stretch for us at the time and continues Mm -hmm. to be a stretch at times, to be honest. Um, and at the same time we came, became a B Corp certified company. Um, and so those were two big jumps in, a time that was really uncertain and in decline, but it's something that we continue to lean into and continue to benefit from. So mm-hmm. those are kind those of two are- examples of leaning into those values of making decisions that, um, you know, financially you're like, what do you mean we're going to pay people more at this time? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were able to make it work and still are, are figuring out how to make that work. So, um, but at the same time, I have to really emphasize Finance is one of those really important levers, right? If you don't have that working, then you can't do all the feel-good stuff on the other side. So it's a balance always. I 100% agree. I I think that's the biggest part about knowing your why and having clarity around that is that it helps when you're making decisions and, and yeah, keeps you on track even during those difficult times. So great examples. And I guess the other side of it is like, it's it's obviously really great to know all these things behind what you're doing but then there's also the other side of it like it's not all glamorous running a business there's a lot of really 
tough parts like you've touched on already like the big things that ha that have happened in the last year and a half and then there's also just the little things like all of the things you don't sign up for especially for you who didn't actually want you know didn't intend to start a business shall we say there's all of that business stuff that goes on that's kind of um bogs you down sometimes I guess is the wording so like what do you think for you have been the biggest things along the way that have kind of got in the way of your why and the whole reason you started Lily B Rap in the first place you know I think that there's I think if I think when you start with good intentions, say, right, like say, cause you, you hear about people all the time, like we've started this because we want to make a meaningful difference and an impact. And, and that is all very true and very legitimate. Mm. Um, but there is this other side of business reality. And I think that you do have to make compromises and those compromises, um, again, have to be balanced out. So, one of a, a good maybe a good example I guess is like we still have to ship things overseas with um shrink wrap around it like so the pallets are then mm. you know wrapped in this and it, it, it's sort of this weird like we we are big people of not using plastic but we sort of have to use plastic in this sense right mm. um and so these interesting compromises of are, where are you going to sit on that line and that's when I go back to you really need to know who you are and and where almost like that hierarchy of your values and where you sit mm -hmm. with those things because for me then getting the message out on a broader scale is more important um than and making that compromise of like okay so to be able to do the shipment we have to put a lot of plastic around our mm -hmm. our palette so where does that sit on our line are we very extreme and we're not going to do that and so therefore we're going to only stay at a farmer's market level are we mm -hmm. willing to touch more people on a broader scale so um you know initially people didn't want us to go into any chains or any large wholesalers but i also feel like there's a thing with eco snobbery that i am not a fan of um, I don't feel like being eco should be exclusive. I feel like if you have an eco product, it should work as well, if not better than conventional. Like there's a lot of things with that where all of a sudden it was great that eco has come into the more mainstream environment, but it's also seems to be a bit of a, a trend or like to, a thing to be seen to be doing, which is fantastic when, until it becomes exclusionary, right? Mm -hmm. um, so those are interesting concepts that you kind of have to wrestle with. Um, and, and, or, you know, my comment about, I'm not sure that bigger is always better. Um, for me, I started this to be a lifestyle business. It very much was not for the first <laughs> three years. Um, and as, and now that we're smaller, it's, it's allowed more for weekends, right? It's allowed more for, um, a little bit of, you know, time, recreation time that's consistent and, um, that feels like a better balance to me. So knowing that about myself is, is these are important things that if you don't, then you wrestle with and it's, it gets really muddy, I guess. Um, and, and knowing yeah. why you're making your compromises, um, when you have to make them, because that's inevitable. Like you can come out with a 10 checklist, like these are all the things we're going to do, but there's just a reality that comes into play. So, um, yeah, yeah you have to make your choices. Yeah, absolutely. And nothing's black and white, right? There's always the shades in between. And that's very much um, in a line with our messaging as well. So we are not expecting people to be perfect, nor do we claim to be perfect, right? 
And so that's a big part of like understanding that there's an evolution to who we are and that as, as individuals as well as businesses um, and allowing for that evolution to take place and, and being aware of it, right? So um, kind of being conscious of, of what you're doing and, and why. And sometimes those decisions are strictly just to survive, right? It's just figuring out how to survive in that moment and how to make <laughs> something work. And then you're like, okay, and I'm going to keep coming back to like wanting to do better each time. Um, and accepting that there's ups and downs. It's not always linear. Definitely. Sometimes it is just straight up survival. Just what's going to get you through the week or the day (laughs) or the year at the moment, it feels like a little bit. (laughs) And what about in terms of the business sense of things, like what practical tools have you found quite helpful along the way? Like what's worked best for you as a, um, a, what was your word, accidental entrepreneur? (laughs) Yes. So um, actually zero was one of those things that I learned about very quickly being here. Um, outsourcing the things that um, I knew were not my strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so having really onto it bookkeepers and um, people that are going to take care of those those details. So if you always try to be all things to everyone or um, you're, it, it just kind of slows things down or bogs things up. So I tend to um, have a really high trust model of the people around me and try to make sure that they're in roles that really suit them as individuals and that they're going to do well at or enjoy problem solving around. Um, because I think if you can do that, then it's not, it's not so hard. It doesn't feel like such drudgery. So things that, you know, would be painful for me. I have definitely found that if you can find a way to outsource that to somebody else who enjoys their job or enjoys that element, it's better than me trying to understand every nuance and every, like, I need to know just enough make sure I can communicate with them and get them what they need and vice versa. So those are, those are some good things I think to keep in mind. Definitely. Yeah. There's always a risk of, um, is it jack of all trades and master of none when you're a a small business owner? And I definitely agree. And I think really lovely what you've said about other people want, you know, doing the bits that they love, but it's also the same for you. Like you, like you said, this is, you're in this, this is a lifestyle business. This is your life. <laughs> you want to be doing the parts of it that you enjoy as well. And then you're going to be happier. And that's going to be like a self-feeding kind of, you know, like um, cyclical thing background to the whole business. Yes, fully. But it can take some effort to get on that cycle, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a bit of a, it can be a bit of a heavy lift initially. So yeah, I don't think anyone's doing that straight up, like first couple of years of business. That's, <laughs> that's it's a slow grind but you're a good example of getting there I guess by the sound of it which is good and so before we wrap up I guess I'm interested to hear with you um this business started as uh, an interest for you like something that you were doing for fun and um I mean I hope it's still really fun for you and I'd really love to hear like what which part of what you're doing makes you kind of um tingle and gets your kind of fire in your belly and makes you feel the most inspired as you go along Yeah, so we definitely, it started more as like a a solution for the household and then for fun, took it to the farmer's market. And then we were first um, a direct-to-consumer business. So we actually have a, we still have a decent following on Facebook and then sort of moved over to Instagram. Um, And we we made a a video that was really, really popular. Um, And that that kind of catapulted our business into this very different, much larger realm. Um, and then we started, we pivoted and became more of, we did more wholesale um, 
sales. So it's been in some ways, I think, I don't think that's the normal trajectory for everybody. Um, but we had this really good, great community and, um, demographic that we understood really well, or still, uh, we hope that we still understand really well and connect with in a very genuine way. So that connection is still and super inspiring for me. Um, I, I think it's very sweet that I can, um, I still write blog posts every couple of months and we get really heartfelt responses, which is absolutely lovely. Um, and I still love the, the creativity. I love, um, working with our graphic designers. I, I like problem solving still. Um, and I like working with our team or, or doing things like this and hopefully inspiring other people to find their own path and journey along the way. Um, because that is so rewarding. And I think that that can be everything from working a very standard nine to five and having something that you're passionate about on the other side. Um, I think that there's just a huge range of personalities and interests. And um, I don't think that my, this pathway is, is the path for um, everybody's happiness and fulfillment. I think that's so many different um, expressions of that. Um, and so hearing about those things still really light me up and, and get me excited for sure. I love the way, it was really cool hearing you talk about that because I feel like so much of what you said about what still inspires you is still about people. And when we were talking about your why, that was it, that was basically it, like people. And so I just love how those two things have, you know, come full circle and, and it just shows how genuine all of this is for you. And yeah, it just, I thought that was a really lovely way to end. So thank you for that. And nobody gets away from pep talk without sharing a little bit of, I was asked for a bit of advice or maybe a favorite quote or something, something that again, inspires you. So maybe you can take us out with that. That's really lovely. Um, yeah, I always circle back to the, the knowing who you are. I, um, I did a course in my early twenties that got kind of to the heart of, of who I was and it's been invaluable. So it's sort of seen that seed knowledge has seen me through, my yoga journey and, um, business journey. And, and so that's, that's really, that's the piece I always circle back to because I feel like that if you can act in alignment with who you are and you can access that place, um, that feeling and that guidance has never steered me wrong ever. And you can go into a situation and be like, Whoa, this <laughs> was not the outcome I wanted but it sorts itself out. So that's my big thing. And that, that is the core to hopefully who I continue to be in that place more and more of accessing that, um, and figuring out how to access that. Because I think so many people talk about it again on this, um, very broad stroke way. I think most of us think we know who we are, but if you're able to like articulate that and say a sentence and then feel that, um, that can really be at the heart of everything that you do, whether it's a really hard decision or just something joyous. Um, and then that, I think you can layer on the other interests on top of that. Oh, that's perfect. That's such a good way to sum everything up and your whole spirit and everything. So thank you so much for taking us out with that. And thank you for sharing your journey and being so honest about your, you know, the reasons behind what you're doing as well. I loved all that. Thank you so much, Stacia. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and for thinking of us. 
a big thank you to Stacia for sharing that story. I loved hearing her take on knowing yourself. I think that really came through and also a little bit about how her why as well has evolved over time like me. So yay, I'm not the only one there. So in talking all about all of this, I kind of think it's worth just pausing and being like, why is it such a big deal to know why we're doing what we're doing? I feel like I've just said why a million times there, but I mean, why does it even matter? And I think the big thing that's kind of come through in, you know, talking to Stacia and also my own, my own experience is I think it really helps you get on course. Yeah, keep you on course rather so that you're not kind of getting distracted by shiny new things, which I know is always a risk in business. But knowing your why can kind of always bring you back to that and kind of keep you on course to your destination. And then it can also in the same way help you stick with it when the going gets tough, which we know inevitably will. Uh, and like we heard um, talking to Stacia as well, it helps you make decisions. Like we all know in business what decision fatigue is. It is such a thing. You make so many decisions a day and, you know, after a while you just want someone to make it for you. But I think having guiding values and knowing your why kind of helps you answer those million questions that come up in business. And so we kind of know from all of that why it's so important to be crystal clear on your why, but we also know that it really isn't easy to keep that in sight. Sometimes when, you know, you're bogged down by all those little details that come up day to day, you know, like we talked about all those niggles that make you feel like you're putting out a thousand fires every day. And according to that that research that I mentioned from zero, the things that business owners find kind of tend to get in the way of their why tend to kind of fall into three camps. I kind of, I'm kind of summing this up a little bit, but I think firstly there's admin, like admin takes up so much time and it gets in the way of the work that you actually enjoy doing, you know, the bits that you actually signed up for. It also gets in the way of your well-being sometimes and your work-life balance and just your enjoyment of doing what you're doing. Then of course there's stress. There's stress about money. It's a really big one in business. And there's linked to that uncertainty about your finances. And then finally, the research really showed that well-being comes into this a lot, which makes perfect sense. Like when we lose track of what we're, you know, why we're doing what we're doing, we're working too much and we're not looking after ourselves and we've got a team that are maybe doing the same. That's kind of the third camp, I guess, of of what gets in the way of your why. With all of that in mind, I guess the question is, how do we get back to that why if we feel like we've kind of lost our way a little bit along the way? So firstly, good tip, I recommend that you head to Zero's Why We're In It hub. So they've popped together this kind of huge wealth of free information and resources for all business owners to help with this exact question and all of that information and resource is all online and I also when they inspired a giveaway to win $5,000 on there as well so head to zero.com slash nz slash campaigns slash why we're in it with dashes between the words and I'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well. So then kind of linked to that, there's a couple of areas that I think really help in this. And one of them is all about digitizing your business. So I guess given that admin is one of those key blocks that we've talked about to enjoying being in business, it's kind of not surprising that digitizing your business is a key tool in this area. 
so many of those admin tasks that come up in business do not need to be done by you. I know it might feel like that, but they don't. <laughs> there are so many cloud-based tools and software options that can streamline some of those, ta those tasks that to, for you take hours, but would take a computer like no time at all. And Zero's research shows that of those small business owners that they talked to, the ones that had adopted digital tools to kind of help ease the load, 73% of them saw an increase in productivity from that. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know. And I also suggest in this space, there's something called Digital Boost that you should look up. So that is a free government-backed skills training program. So head to digitalboost.gov.nz for all of the info on that as well. And then I guess the second part of that is all about well-being. So I know from my own experience that it can be really tempting to push yourself and throw everything into the business. And it kind of feels like, especially in the early days, it feels like you're kind of cheating if you take a break. And that's kind of like the heart of hustle culture. And while I totally value hard work and dedication, just remember that you are no good to anybody if you are burnt out and unhealthy. You are the golden goose in your business and you need to look after your well-being and invest in yourself first so that you can keep laying those golden eggs, okay? We are all, in whatever we're doing, business or anything, life, family, everything, we are all so much more productive and creative after we take a break. So again, there are lots of resources out there on this. And I even found out when I was digging into the Why We're In It Hub that Zero actually offer free counseling to owners and employees of Zero businesses and their families via what they call the Zero Assistance Program, which I'm like, I just think that that's really amazing. And it's something that I'll definitely be checking out as an angel delivery. We are Zero customers as well. So find out more about that in the Why We're In It Hub too. So that's a wrap. I think we've kind of gone start to finish on the why and I know I personally, uh, this is a passion area of mine and I really enjoyed diving into this. As you guys know, I love values, I love goals, I love visions. This is my jam and I am incredibly grateful to Stacia as well from Lily B Rap for sharing her story and to Zero for sharing their resources and support on all of this as well. As always, please do head to at Pep Talk with Grace on Instagram and share your thoughts on this as well. So many of you guys out there are doing such interesting stuff in business and in life and I'd really love to hear what your why is and how you go kind of keeping that in mind as you journey through business and life. Until next time, bye!